Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz. Since 2012, Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance and I have been airing inspiring, insightful conversations with all kinds of change agents who are raising the vibration on our planet. It's the intention of this show to, well, explore possibilities and shift perspectives in holistic spiritual ways. You'll hear how these experts discover and share their deepest passions to make a bigger difference in the world. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play. And please rate the show so other people can find us too. We'll introduce today's guest in just a moment. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. <laughs> the funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate geek to english for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with techlifebalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. All right, I've got a couple of things to tell you about today. First off, our latest and final digital magazine is available right now at journeyofpossibilities.com. Don't miss it. It's all about channeling divine guidance and how you know it's divine guidance you're hearing, how to get in tune with that, how to listen to that, and practices that you can develop around that. So you'll enjoy that issue absolutely free at journeyofpossibilities.com. Also, while you're there, you may want to click on the events tab because I have an event coming up that I'm part of. If you are in the greater Houston area, be sure and join us on Saturday, February 3rd from 9 a.m. to noon. We are going to be doing Discover What You Really Want in 2018 and How to Create It. A fellow coach, Rosemary Slade, and I are going to get together and play with you for three hours, and you will leave with a much clearer idea of what you want this year and some tips on how to start creating it immediately. That's going to be fun, so I hope you can come. 
Now for today's show. My guest today is Virgil and Cherry Reed. She's a holistic psychotherapist and an international soul coach and spiritual and energy healer with a distinguished presence in the Boston area. She spent the past five years guiding, counseling, and coaching clients to break through their challenging obstacles, face their unique brilliance, and transform their lives from the inside out. She guides clients to create soul wealth and live an authentic life with every decision and life experience. You can find her online at groundinghearts.com and right now on our show. Welcome, Virgilyn. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for having me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I've had the delight of getting to know you recently through an event we're working on together, and I will ask you more about that later. But now I just want to kind of get to know you better as the woman who is on this journey that has led you to this place. You kind of shared with me that you've lost a significant amount of weight and discovered yourself. And I'd like to hear just a little bit about what that looked like. What was your catalyst for that? Oh, we're going years back now. <laughs> um, so yes, I've lost. So officially, I, 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 my highest weight loss was, I think, 85 pounds. Wow. And that, that came from a combination of things that were happening um, somewhere between, I would say, 18 to, 18 to 23 years old. And I think for a lot of cultures, that's kind of like the student age where a lot of things um, soulfully happens and you have to figure this out. And I had a lot of what I call soul emergencies during that period. And um, there was a, a point in my life where I, I went to medical doctors, Western um, doctors who couldn't figure out why Virgilin was gaining 20, 30, 40 pounds each year. And I was getting tremendous weight um, each year, but my eating lifestyle had remained the same. And so I went on various, I, I, I followed the medical opinions of various uh, good intentional doctors. And I came out with the same result, which was I was still anxious, depressed, um, overweight, um, experienced a, lo- a lot of physical complaints. So like a lot of backache. Um, but I was still this soulful, energetic person, but I felt totally separate from my body, totally separate. I, I didn't even know who this person was anymore. And so I remember, um, so this, so this was like, right when I got married, so this was like, uh, oh, 2011, 2012, there was this, so that between 2011 and 2012, I went through this, um, unique soul emergency transformation where I remember, um, crying on the bathroom floor in my bed in my, in my bathroom and my wife being outside the other door and at the time she she wasn't my wife she was my fiance so she's outside the other door and she hears me talking out loud and she's I don't know what she, I, I've never asked her what she thought I was talking to I mean now she knows the the person that I am now in the role that I am in now as a spiritual teacher and a healer but I I distinctly remember her asking, who are you talking to? And Cheryl, I was literally talking to the universe. At that point, I had completely surrendered. Mm-hmm. I was sobbing. I was in sitting in the dark. I was asking the universe. I don't want to be in this darkness anymore. I need clarity. I need guidance. I know that there's a lot of teachings and, teachings and things that I've totally been resistant to, but I really need an answer right now. And Literally within 24 to 48 hours, um, I started just sitting in, in the living room. And I remember getting uh, sitting in front of my laptop in the living room 
And I remember just Googling, finding ways to like, um, at first I thought there was a lot of uh, um, concerns about whether it was my thyroid, where I, whether I was a binge eating and all these different theories, right? And then I came across this Eastern doctor's uh, website. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go and ask for a consultation. And I'm just going to see if this wisdom really speaks true to me. And I went to that appointment and this doctor told me, you know, through your soul archetype and your blood type and your DNA, he told me so much about who I was as um, this soulful being, as opposed to the physical Virgilin. And through that, through that relationship, I made several, I made several, several medical decisions and several um, transformation, simple things like, um, it's not simple any, I mean, for, 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 see, it's simple for me, Cheryl, but for people who um, need to practice these tools, it doesn't sound simple. So when I say simple, I, I mean, from the journey I've had and the practices I've put in place, it's now simple for me. But, but back then it wasn't, I had to really dive deep and understand what were the things that I was eating? Were they actually helping my body and helping my soul? I had to figure out how did I feel about myself when I was eating certain things? And most importantly, what did not go well with my own blood type, my own soul archetype? And let me tell you, that was a lot of, I gained so much empowerment and clarity through going through that process. I learned how to think my food. And I don't know if people do that. I don't know if you've heard about that, Cheryl, thinking your food right. for being here, for being in existence, um, cleansing it, uh, cleansing it of any negative remedies, eating it very slowly. I, I chew 22. What that means is I chew 22 times that one bite. And there has been times, and I, I'm, I'm still human. There has been times where if I'm in a meeting or I'm rushing or I'm at the airport, I will still, I, I will gulf my food down because it, it, it the, the, the timing um, meets that. But I chew 22. I typically um, will have a glass of water or tea before my meals. So there's different practices that I use and that I use that has transformed my body, my connection with my emotions and my thoughts and how I love my body. So just to clarify, you did not find anything wrong with your thyroid. This was it, everything no, that you've done has been around. Day, Till this day, they don't know what it was. So just mindful eating is 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 the short expression of what you've done that's transformed your body and your health and your life. Mindful eating, working out, choosing to, oh, so sugar is a big thing. Sugar and carbs for my soul DNA, for my blood type. And, I, and there's a lot of people who have theories about blood types and what you eat and what you don't. Um, sugar is like my battle. Like, it's like, it's one of those things that... Um, I've yet to completely accomplish. And you know what? In that journey, I accepted that sometimes Verge will eat a row of Oreos. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's true. Sometimes I will go through through a, a, what I call like, um, it's almost like a detox binge. And, th and there is a theory about binge eating and what that looks like. But I honor that that's a part of me. And sometimes Verge is, you know, wanting a, some something sweet. And she doesn't just want to buy that small snack pack. She wants to buy the row of Oreos. <laughs> and she's going to get a glass of um, almond milk. She's going to sit in front of the TV. She's going to dip it in the cup. And she's going to eat that entire row. Maybe she'll eat four, come back later, eat the other four. I think there's <laughs> literally eight or ten in a row. And then she will enjoy it. And maybe tomorrow she'll say, I don't want any more of that. And that was okay because yesterday I enjoyed those Oreos and to really sit with it and eat it and enjoy it because it requires our 
our mind and our body 30 minutes to understand what we're putting in it. And so just taking our time to do that really honors ourself, but also you are able to listen distinctly to your emotions in your body about when to stop. That 30 minute thing, I've heard similar things. Like by the time we think that we're full, we've been full for a while. So if we eat until we feel full, we're way beyond full when it actually all catches up with us. So how do you use that in your eating? Do you eat so we can't eat that slow to give it 30 minutes at the table to catch up. So how do you know when you're actually full if you can't tell you're full by when you think you're full? Oh, this is a really good question. Oh, man, I have to like really pause really here. As I'm sitting here thinking about my lunch today, I had a hummus tahina salad. And mm. so I'll run you through my through my process. So I ordered a salad today at, at Sweet Green, which is a really awesome place to eat. And um, when I got my salad, I went to the office and I looked at my salad. And for me, um, because I go, I go everything visual first and then internalize it, I looked at the salad bowl and said, this is too much for me. So I immediately cut it in three ways. So I cut it three times and then I separated it, separate. So my third, so there's three meals. So I've eaten the salad today, believe it or not, three times. So I've separated it three times and I've placed it on a small plate. And for me, that's as much as I will eat in that one meal. So for one of my practices, when you're, when I'm going out to eat, I will ask for um, like a dessert plate. Right. And separate my meal. They give us too much food. They give us way too much food at restaurants. The per- values perceived by how much is on the plate. So they pile it up. And if we just sit down and start plowing through it without thinking about that first, that's really good that you do it that way. We need to have that kind of discipline if we want to take better care of, of our body and what we're putting in it to, to say, okay, what I really need is probably a third of this and package it up. But you said you've eaten salad three times. So you eat smaller meals throughout the day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Smaller meals throughout the, the day, water and tea in between. I do have some latte people. I have, a, <laughs> I did give up coffee during my journey of um, getting in touch with my physical self. There was a period where I gave up co- coffee. There were things that till this day I still have given up, but latte has kind of introduced itself every um, winter season because I love pumpkin latte <laughs> from Starbucks. <laughs> and so after Halloween, I usually am stuck on pumpkin latte until the new year. And then I switch over to like a different blend. So there's there, I still have, you know, a coffee here and there, but like compared to seven, five to seven years ago where I was drinking like a large twice a day, that's like ridiculous because the content of milk and fat and sugar, you can just imagine. Yeah. And, and that's something I've had to get real about my, with myself too, because I've been doing a lot around my nutrition and I don't like coffee. I like coffee with cream and sugar. Because if I just had to drink coffee with nothing in it, I'm not going to drink it. So mm-hmm. unless I'm prepared to give myself cream and sugar right now, I'm not going to touch the coffee because it's it's a package deal for me. Yes, I agree. I agree. The same here. The same here. <laughs> and so for your example, Cheryl, so I have clients who do come for a variety of reasons to me. But there are clients who come to me and say, hey, Verge, are you asking me to give up everything that I love? And I say, no, 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 no. We're not giving up First, we're going to assess what it is that you would want to give up if you wanted to give up something. But most importantly, if you love all the things that you like, that you enjoy eating, we're going to look at it from a different point of view of how do we reduce some of that? How do we shift when you enjoy most of that? And then most importantly, do you need all of that? 
I love that. That's a nice approach. That's a that's a gentler approach than okay. I know if I'm if I'm going to call you, I'm going to have to give up everything I love, and so I'm probably not going to call you, right? <laughs> right. I've done it all, Cheryl. I've done Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig. I mean. I mean, during that period, I was in, in undergrad and I had graduated from high school where I was a cheerleader and had played sports. And so like the, the weight gain, just like totally, when I say like my soulful self and my physical self were not aligned, they were completely two different people, two different entities. And so when I found myself and even now, Shell, I'll, I will be honest, I'll be transparent. I'm someone who's very honest and transparent. I've gained 10 pounds because I've given, so, you know, I have a son named Tristan Wolf. Um, he will be two in July. And so even during my pregnancy, I still practice mindful eating. And there were shifts in my eating that looked really different where I craved uh, beef, which I don't really eat. And I craved beef because I was really low in iron. So I honored that part. I said, okay, fine. I don't really eat a lot of meat, but it's okay. My body requires iron and I'll take some supplements, but I'll also eat some beef because Tristan, this child, this soul requires some beef. So I'm going to give you some beef. But after I gave birth and I, and I breastfed for a year, a year and one day. And yes, I did for a year and one day till, to, to the day after his birthday, I kept on about eight pounds and, and have gained two since last July. And that's totally fine. I've, I, 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 Tell people when you come off the bandwagon of your, your practices, you let yourself breathe, you relax, and then you get back on. No shame, no guilt, because there's a process to life. I'm big on the on trying to balance that because part of what we're here to have experiences. And so if I take away all the experiences I really love, then I'm at one point I'm like, well, what the heck am I doing then? Because that's what I really love. So I think we all right. are on this journey of finding our balance and and letting this be okay today, but not what I usually do. And then going back to what I usually do because that's what I know creates my reality. So it is an interesting balance, isn't it? It is. It is. And the most important thing is reminding yourself of being in the here and now and not taking any um, negative emotions with you to the next day. Really super just cleanse yourself of that day and say that was a total experience. I live in I live my life in like just experiences and I try not to be so much with um, I don't know if you've heard about, you know, attachment theory or just being attached to things. And I try to live every experience in the moment and just enjoying it. Just really enjoy it. Yes. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We've talked about food and that's great. And I don't want it to just be about food because I know what you do is so much more than food. But I'm interested <laughs> now to ask you, how did this journey with food and nutrition and where that led you into your soul, how did that expand outward into the bigger work that you're doing. And I call it bigger only because it seems to be more holistic, the whole person. How did that transformation yes. happen for you? Oh boy. Oh boy. So during this time of me getting to know my physical self, I graduate undergrad and enter uh, graduate school. And I am a creative being and I love art and writing and dancing and drama. I'm a combination of so many things because I love to play. And, and if people don't understand the power of play, I would love to, uh, I, I don't have the article on, on, on hand or in mind, but we as, uh, when we get older, we forget the power of play and creativity and the, and that's, it's, 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 it's innately in us. 
to play and be creative in our lives and to co-create with the universe. So here I am trying to understand my physical self once again, because I'm, I'm, hit, I'm hitting the, my adult phase. And at the same time, I am angry and I have low confidence and I want to do so many things and I'm goal driven and people come across me and say, Virg, you're so magnetic. You're always smiling. And there was a period of my life where I think people thought I was just truly happy and I just looked very bubbly and, and, and smiling all the time. But I was actually going through a soul emergency journey. And what that really encompassed, Cheryl, was I had to forgive a lot of people. I had to forgive myself. I had to understand and accept um, my soul awakening journey. And what that meant was going through... Um, multiple rituals to really shake up who I was, who I thought I was. So who, so I was living through this like past narrative. Um, and this goes all the way back to childhood and my relationship with my mom and my relationship with my siblings, but really profoundly the relationship with my mom and the things I wanted to have had with her and the, and the emotional needs I wanted and not having that um, be what I ideally wanted. And, and that shattering when I, when I hit adulting and finding myself projecting this onto everyone or, or even more so hurting myself. And when I say hurting myself, I mean, emotionally, um, internalizing other people's issues, um, um, not being aligned energetically. Um, the more I knew that, you know, my destiny was to be a spiritual healer, the more I ran from it. And the more I ran from it, Cheryl, the more it kept chasing me. And so at some point, Virgil had to make a decision about was she going to continue to run and be in misalignment and be in the suffering over and over and over again, or was she going to really just listen? Mm -hmm. And so what I found on that bathroom floor was not only my physical self, but my soul self. And I started hiring mentors, not hiring, but I went to workshops where I learned about meditation and being in silence and daily gratitude and affirmations. I learned a, a bunch of toolkits that really transformed um, my reality and the way I go about my life every day. And what a beautiful way for me to like journey this before I had my, 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 my child. You know, I really am thankful that that's how it kind of worked out for me. Um, and then I really accepted my calling, which is really I'm a spiritual healer. I'm a soul healer. I'm an activator. Um, and although I was doing that um, a little bit with some clients in grad school, I really, really, Cheryl, stepped into that role just over two years ago. So what? how did you step into that? Why, When you say you did that two years ago, what happened? Well, a, com a combination of things happened. So I was practicing as a uh, expressive therapist, a licensed mental health counselor, and I was meeting uh, a variety of clients from all walks of life who uh, required more than just some of the some of the therapeutic modalities that are evidence-based. And evidence-based means there's been uh, studies and qualitative and quantitative data to show that this works and, and it's been tested and this works, right? But it, that's not all true for, for everyone. And so I was meeting a lot of people um, with unique, unique brilliance and abilities. Um, when I mean abilities, I mean just them being who they are is brilliant and gifted enough. And so I was meeting a lot of people who um, were living with like these past narrative. It was almost like a mirror effect. I was seeing these people on the other side of where I was. And I, and I was like, well, why is it that you live in this way? And they'd give me different responses. 
And the more I sat with it, the more I realized that my some of my therapeutic clients were asking for more in-depth soul activation work. And it was really hard for me to offer that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but that insurance um, dictates what we can do as licensed physicians. Right. And so I wasn't able to do some of the practices like um, nature shamanic walks or um, mindfulness um, eating or giving exercises to go home with and try again. Or if you missed a direct visit, maybe we would go on Zoom or Skype and have session. There wasn't enough flexibility right. and enough, and there wasn't enough room for me to say, here are the things that I know. Um, here are the things that I, that I am and can use with you. Um, but I, but it was this a conversation of it's not billable. Right. And so I had to make a choice, um, to either stay in this one particular field, which I knew, and I've never been one, I've never been a person who's ever had one job. I mean, I can go as far back as being 15 years old. And I always was someone who had my hands and feet and mind in three different places. And I love living my life like that because that that's for me, my interpretation of balance. For me, that's my interpretation of balance. And so I had to make the choice about how do I evolve at this, as this person while meeting the, the, the needs of others through my work. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and be a life coach. And that has transformed from life coach to now soul coaching. And so that. my work is always, whether you're seeing me for therapy, coaching, um, for energy healing, for spiritual awakening, wh- whatever it is, I come from a person-centered style. And it's very, um, it, and I sometimes I try to explain what it what it's like to be in the healing space. And I'm sure my clients would be the, the best to explain it. Um, but I envision that when I'm in the space with people, it's really quiet. I don't do a lot of talking. I mean, I talk, but it's really, I, I try to come to a really silent, quiet place inside and allow my clients to really, to meet me and match me there because I'm trying to help them practice how to be silent and activate inner knowing. And a lot of people will say, what, what the hell is that inner knowing? And that's really activating intuition from your gut because we all have it and we've all used it at some point in our lives. But because we jump into adulthood and then the chaos begins and we're in this system of life and all the things that we think it requires, we forget to be creative and play. And we forget to tune in and tap in and turn on intuition. <laughs> yes, we do. And I'm glad that your path has taken you the way that it has, that you are able to draw from all these different disciplines to really help someone where they're at. Sometimes we need a little more on the science and the mind side. Sometimes we need a little more on the spirit side. Always we need a little more of the quiet. So that's a beautiful blending that you do. All right, it's time to talk about the event. How did all of this lead you to create the Soul's Compass? What is it? What are we doing together? And tell me a little about it. Yay, yay. <laughs> so in February, in February, on February 19th, um, and people will get more of this information on the soulscompasslive.com. I'm la- launching my very first online masterclass series, which Cheryl's a part of as, 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 an, uh, as an expert. And it really is about being, being, being your own healer stepping into your personal personal power authentically on your own terms. And through my experience and working with clients, I continuously get the same feedback, which is 
how do I continue to be my own healer? Oh, how do I do that, Verge? Like, what does it mean to be a healer? Because oftentimes people who come to us for guidance um, do two things. And I've seen it in therapy or coaching. Either there's this codependency of, I really need you to guide me all the way. And they truly don't believe that they have the tools innately inside. Um, or they dismiss their personal power and they're living off of the, these narratives that are really actually suffering. It's hurting them. And so I wanted to throw a masterclass series because what happened is all last year, I kept having to um, create a wait list because I was getting so many referrals um, for coaching and for therapy. And I couldn't meet everyone. I couldn't meet everyone. And I, I, I'm going to be honest, I panicked a little bit because I wanted to help as many people as possible. But I said, okay, if I can get as many experts on this summit, we can all provide tools and offer some free gifts and some paid gifts so that people across the world can step into and start becoming their own healers and understanding from our own experiences what has led us to this point and how to really awesome, be awesome, unique, brilliant, be awesomeness based on who you were already from birth yes. and, how to, and how to really express that every day through your, your, what I call soul core values and adopt your life with happier practices. I love it. I just love it. When, when we connected and you told me what you were creating, it's like, yes, we need this. We really need this. It's, it's time to stop leaning on other people to be our gurus and our healers and learn that we, we have the power and become comfortable in our own power. And that's actually all the work that I'm doing this year is around that. It's around we're not attracting it. We're creating it. How, how can we create the life that we want? How can we step into our power and not run from it and not, not bolster it up, but just be at peace with our power and create from that space. So we are totally aligned here and I love being a part of it. And it's just going to be exciting to see everyone come together and the energy that that creates. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, when people say, you know, I really require this or I need that. I tell people, you're already creating. Yes. When you negate, when you have one negative thought or one negative feeling, you're asking the universe to match that immediately. Yes. So we're just going to shift that. Look for more of what you want and less of what you don't. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just shift that <laughs> and change the energetical vibration. Let's just shift that. Yes. Yes. And it is a vibration and we're always vibrating something. We're vibrating fear and panic. We're vibrating confidence. We're vibrating excitement. We're always vibrating. So I can definitely feel your vibration on this show. I can, when you get excited, it's infectious. It's like, wow, okay, we're buzzing now. <laughs> yes, yes. And so that's why a lot of people, you know, say I'm magnetic. And some of my clients, even some of my clients last year called me like, uh, what was it called? They called me the spirit transformation designer or something like that. Because <laughs> when, I, when you're in the space with me, whether that's, you know, um, you know, through the wires on, on, on internet or in person, um, I just have this, this way of activating and yes. shifting and making things become real. Yes, you do. I think it's perfect that you spearheaded that summit and it's perfect that you're doing the work that you're doing. Yes, definitely activating. And I feel like I'm likewise an activator and an expander. It seems like people come into my path when they're ready to expand to something bigger and and then they just skyrocket. And it's so fun to watch, right? As our as our frequencies connect and shift and we both take off in different directions. It's if we can start to look at the people around us in that way. 
how is their vibration affecting me? How is my vibration affecting them? Am I being, am I consciously radiating the vibration I want to, or am I just picking up the feedback of what I'm, I've got surrounding me? And, and it's kind of both, right? I mean, we do become kind of in a sense, what we hang around with if we're not conscious and we absorb their vibration as ours. Oh, absolutely. And there's this technique I use with, with clients, um, my coaching clients, where we go through what I call um, their, their life journey of archetypes, looking at who they are through many archetypes. And then we create a web of people they've been in contact with or people who are, that are important to them. And we look at them as well and their journey and what that meaning is. So tell me how that plays out in, in terms of archetypes, because I've worked with that some. So explain that a little bit. So we all have many, many soulful archetypes. Um, and some are, in some theories, we are, we transition to many. So for instance, I have um, the wounded child and then I become the wounded healer, right? I'm transitioning because we we're, we have a process of life. So we transition. And so there are clients who come to me who will talk about their life. And I will go through a series of sessions where we define what those seven to 10 archetypes are. And then after learning about that, we identify what are those lessons you're learning now? How has it affected you? What are things you need to really fine tune, um, maybe accept and address? And then I say, let's look at one aspect of your, of your life, whether that's career, um, relationship, um, wellness. Um, and we're going to then web out people that you have met across in those aspects. And let's identify what are the things that you value in those relationships or what are the things that continue to be patterns? Do you love that those patterns? Do you want to shift those patterns? How are they helpful or how are they hurtful? And isn't that fun? So once again, you're talking about becoming the conscious creator and not the unconscious creator of what you're Absolutely. creating. Isn't it fun? <laughs> it really is. It really is. There's so many ways to apply this. And and the underlying theme is it's always about empowerment. When we choose to be conscious of what we're doing, there's so much more that can happen. We're accidentally creating all the time or we're consciously creating, right? So what are we creating next? I love that. There's so much to and, play with there. And I feel the same way when I, when I, when I first thought of this soul's compass, I emailed tons of people, but you know what I said, Cheryl, I said, the people that I'm supposed to be matched with, the people that I have soul contracts with will arrive. And that is okay. I've put it out into the universe and then I'm waiting. I mean, I am following up with some emails, but I'm waiting. <laughs> right, right. And trusting that the work does itself. And I think if I've noticed a big shift in anything this year, it's that. The work is doing itself. I made myself busy thinking I had to work and I my ego was just all over it. I have to create this and I have to do all this work. And and this year it's like I am really relaxing into allowing to to focus on my vibration, to focus on what I'm consciously creating and allow the rest to show up for me. And it is almost faster than I can keep up with. And, and right. how sweet is that, right? To just go, oh, okay. And I don't have to. And then I go into my little mind goes back into, we've got to manage all of this. What if we get gets mm -hmm. out of control? And the minute I do that, it all starts to fall apart. And I go, okay, get out of the way, let it flow. And I can manage so much more than I ever thought I could by getting out of the way. Absolutely. And, and, just to think, just to talk really, really quickly about how you've learned to even recognize when you are learning the tones of ego versus inner voice. There's a lot of clients who will say, well, how do I know I'm listening to my inner voice? It's the tone. Yes. Is it loving or is it hurting? Is it judging? 
Universal source energy loves us all the time. It will always be in loving voice. Yes, and it feels good. Ego doesn't always feel good, but spirit always feels good. Even if it's not what I really want to hear or what I really think I want to do, it, there's, there's a, that feeling of love that you're describing is, is there. And I go, oh, okay, it's going to be okay. I'll just do this. Right, right. And it just, and it, doesn't it feel easier? Yes. And it just feels like the universe really has supported you. You just feel good. Absolutely. Yes, it feels very good. Well, this conversation's felt very good, and I really appreciate you <laughs> carving some time out of your busy life to visit with us and, and share about your exciting event. And again, give us the date and the website. It's launching on February 19th. That's uh, the day before my birthday, which Woo-hoo! is an amazing, amazing, amazing week. If anyone knows about uh, you know, this year being Mastery Year 11, and it's on the soulscompasslive.com. And you can go on there and you can click and you can sign up and say, yes, I'm in. Thank you so much, Virgil. And so I'm going to ask you what I ask all my guests at the end. In light of everything that we've discussed and all that you've shared with us, what would be your parting thought for us today? My parting thought for everyone this year is to take a moment when you're not distracted, 10, 15 minutes out of your day, when you're not distracted and sit with yourself and Start, and I'm, I'm, I'm even going to leave you guys with a, with a prompt. Think about how to define your own philosophy for what it means to live life well. That's good. From there, everything else can arise. Right. I love that. Thank you, Virgil. And thank you so much for all thank that you, you're Cheryl. doing. I love playing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.